Hey guys, this is Danny, the lead pastor at Swerve Church, and I'm so thankful that you're tuning in to the podcast today. I hope that the message that you're about to listen to will be extremely encouraging and uplifting, and honestly, I pray and hope that it's challenging to you as well. I want to invite you to join us Sundays at 11 a.m. at the Swerve Hub at 239 Stanhope Street right here in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Or I want to invite you to join us live online on Sundays at 11 a.m. on our Facebook or YouTube page. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I pray that you are Courage by today's message. I remember as a kid, my mom telling me that she had a surprise on a car ride home. And of course, like any kid would, I wanted to know what it was, but she didn't tell me. It felt like the longest car ride home. Uh, she told me to guess. So I guessed wrong answer after wrong answer until she finally gave me a clue. The clue was that it was something that I could use at church. So I kept guessing. Was it a guitar, a tambourine, new shoes, a tie, a drum set? I guessed everything that I could think of, and finally we got home, and she pulled out the gift. Could you guys guess what it was? It was a children's Bible. (laughs) It was the one that you see right here on the screen. Now, I don't know why I couldn't guess that any sooner, but man, I love that Bible. I read it cover to cover so many times, sometimes in one sitting. Uh, Granted, it was two or three sentences per page and lots of colorful drawings, but, but I would read it. I carried it everywhere I went. I read it until the binding and the cover fell off. I think that little Bible was one of the things that sparked a real love and passion for the Word of God in my life. And the reason I shared that is because today we're kicking off a brand new series all about the Word of God, all about the Bible. This series is really going to help set us up for the next seven weeks or so of studying God's Word through View, which I'm excited about. We want to look at questions like, is the Bible reliable? How can we trust the historicity of the Bible and how is the Bible relevant for us today? Studying and knowing the Word of God is so important for us as followers of Christ. It's a crucial part of our faith. And I really want you to fall deeply in love with God's Word. And as you get into God's Word, it will help build your faith. Look at what Romans 10, 17 says. So faith comes from what is heard. And what is heard comes through the message about Christ. You know, some of you are struggling with your faith, or maybe you find yourself in a season of lacking faith. Well, are you getting into God's Word? Are you spending time reading God's Word? Guys, you cannot allow a 15 or 20 minute mediocre sermon at best be the sole content of consumption of God's Word. You have to get to a place where you're opening the Scriptures, studying and reading it regularly. And I hope that this series will be the spark that lights a flame under you to open your Bible and read it. Today we're going to read a lot of passages, so I hope you're ready. I mean, we can't do a series about the Bible and not read from the Bible, right? So there's three big ideas that I want to flesh out for the rest of our time, and all three ideas are drawn out from one passage in the book of Psalms. So let's have a little fun, okay? Does does anyone happen to know what the longest chapter in the Bible is? Come on, it's no fun if you don't participate. Shout it out. It's Psalm 119. Not only is it the longest chapter, but guess what the subject of the chapter is? It's all about God's Word. So as we read verses 97 through 98, three big ideas I want to draw out. Let's read it. Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Your commands are always with me and make me wiser than my enemies. The psalmist says, I love your law. I meditate on your word and your word is always with me. Why don't you go ahead and uh, and underline those three phrases in your notes. And here's the first big idea that we want to draw out today, that we want to flesh out. Number one, that we want to love the Word of God. When you love something, you always want to be with it. 
You're infatuated by it. It consumes your time and your thoughts. And I want to get you to love the Word of God. Did you ever love something or someone so much that you were willing to, to defend them? Some of you are like that about you know, your favorite sports team. Uh, you make a comment about the last game or a recent loss or about how much the Mets suck and you get all defensive about it, right? I, I want you to love the Word of God that much. And here's why. Because the Bible is not just any book. Look at what 2 Timothy says about the scriptures. It says this, All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Would you guys underline in your notes where it says that the word of God is inspired by God? The Bible is not just any ordinary book. Another translation says that it is God-breathed. It was penned by human hands, but it was inspired by God. So when you read the Bible, you're reading the very words of God communicated to us. And these words are good for all aspects of life. They're teaching, rebuking, in other words, correcting areas of our life, training and growing in righteousness and Christ-likeness, and to be equipped for life and for ministry. What kind of attitude do you have when it comes to the Word of God? Are you indifferent? Do you have a lazy attitude? Uh, listen to what Paul said to the church of Thessalonica. He said this. He said, this is why we constantly thank God. Because when you received the Word of God that you heard from us, you welcomed it, not as a human message, but as it truly is, the Word of God, which also works effectively in you who believe. Uh, the word welcomed is the Greek word uh, dekomai, and it means to receive in a welcoming and receptive way. It, it communicated the idea of like heading to a friend's house, but, but they have the gift of hospitality. You know, some of you are like that or you know someone who is, and then you knock on the door, they let you in, and they're like, you know, come on in, take, take a load off, let me grab your coat, I got a cup of coffee ready for you, right? So the reason that the church of Thessalonica received the word of God in the gospel was because they realized and acknowledged that they weren't just any old words, but that they were hearing the very words of God that transformed them. The word of God is inspired and it has the power to transform your life. I truly believe that. And I want you to love the Bible because if you love it, reading it won't become a chore, but you will look to hear from God. Here's the second big idea. I want us to learn the Word of God. How do you learn the Word of God? Here's a, here's a couple of different ways that you can do that. Uh, you can write this down in your notes as well. Um, on, on the letter A, you can listen to the Word of God, right? Listen to God's Word. Uh, there's something special about opening up and reading God's Word in a corporate setting like we are doing today. Now, I'm not happy about this bit of information, but for most people, most of their Bible reading and hearing of God's Word happens between 11 a.m. and 12 p.m. on a Sunday. You know, they're not reading the Bible regularly. They're not opening their Bible app during the week to get into God's Word. And you couple that with the fact that according to a Barna's research report, that less than 30% of Christians attend church at least once a week. And what have you got? We have an epidemic of committed followers of Christ who are missing out on listening to God's word. Listen to the language that Jesus uses in the Gospel of Matthew chapter seven. He says these words. 
Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. You know, unfortunately, many of us are foolish. Instead of being wise, we're building our house on sand. Then we wonder why our lives are crumbling apart. Well, your foundation is unstable and because you're not hearing the word and acting on what you've heard. Right? So how do we learn the word of God? We listen to the word of God. You do that on, on a Sunday when we read and when we study God's word together. Um, you know, you've got podcasts and YouTube videos, uh, amazing, solid, sound teachers expositing God's word. Uh, by the way, Swerve Church is on all those platforms as well, though, uh, honestly, you can probably find way better teachers out there. Uh, but the Bible app is amazing as well. Not only can you have your Bible with you at all times in your pocket, uh, but you have the app. You can have the app read God's word to you while you're commuting, while you're on the treadmill, or while you're on a run. All right? So how do you learn the word of God? You listen to the word of God. And then you also, on the letter B, you read God's word. When Jesus was being tempted in the wilderness, he was weak. and He fasted 40 days and nights. The spiritual enemy came to tempt him. There was only one weapon that Jesus had to defend himself against this attack. And in fact, when you study the armor of God in the book of Ephesians in the New Testament, there's only one offensive, offensive weapon in the entire bit, the sword, which represents the word of God. But Jesus whipped out that sword in the wilderness and he said this, in Matthew chapter 4, uh, Jesus answered, It is written, man must not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. It's Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Guys, you need to read the word of God so that you can have a weapon to draw from in your time of weakness. Many times we feel defenseless because our sword is tucked away, or your sword is dull because you haven't been using it. And when trials and temptations and hardship comes, we turn to mud. Right? We're beat up. We're absolutely rocked because we're not reading the scriptures. We need to be in God's word. And how do we do that? Well, you guys are smart and you can figure it out. But here's some practical ideas. You need to set aside time. Create a rhythm. Set an alarm. Put a reminder. Whatever it takes so that you can spend time in God's word daily. Uh, you can also start a Bible reading plan uh, through the Bible app. There's tons of reading plans to help you out with this. And, uh, and you don't need to be so religious about it. You know, just, just open it and read it. Don't be so hard on yourself if you miss a day or you get backed up. You know, I'm currently in year three of my one-year Bible reading plan, right? How many of you know what I'm talking about, right? But there's grace. Just read God's Word. Learning God's Word also means letter C, that we study God's Word. Now, we don't do this to strictly stuff our brains with knowledge of the Bible, okay? It's not to get book smart. It's not to grow big heads, but to grow big hearts. And this is where the Pharisees in Jesus' day got it wrong. They were students of the Scriptures, but that didn't change them, or it didn't transform their hearts. In John chapter 5, Jesus corrected this about them, and He said these words right here. He said, You pour over the Scriptures, because you think you have eternal life in them. In other words, you're studying the scriptures, you're reading them. And yet, what do they do? They testify about me. You see, the Pharisees, they missed the mark. They read and they studied, but often they did so from wrong motives. 
And by doing so, they got big heads, but missed the work that Jesus wanted to do in their hearts. You know, as a church, we want to help you study the Bible. And that's why we created Swerview. And I want to encourage you guys to plug in. Let's study the Bible together. And this semester is amazing because we're taking seminary level, a seminary level overview of the Old Testament. It's amazing, it's challenging, and it's great. And what's amazing about Swerview is that we get to do it in community. We're doing it together. It gives us the ability to process what we're learning together in community. So we can ask questions, we can learn from one another. So I highly encourage you to plug in this Wednesday right here at the Hub at 7 p.m., okay? Now, the last big idea for today is this. I want us to live God's Word. Guys, this is super important because many times we can get caught up in hearing and studying the Word, but then we don't put to application and practice what we're learning. This is what James referred to in the New Testament. He wrote that we ought to not just be hearers of the Word, but doers of the Word. And this is when you don't just read God's Word, but you allow God's Word to read you. You allow it to correct you. You allow what you read to take deep root and transform how you live. By the way, there's no greater testimony to our neighbors than when they see Christians actually living out what they believe. So many have turned away from Christianity and from Christian community because they're able to see right through the bluff. But when you read God's Word because it's living, because it's active, because it's God-breathed and God-inspired, it has potency. The Word of God convicts, it guides, it corrects, and it creates a solid foundation to live your life in a way that brings glory to God, but that is also for your ultimate good. Let's go back to Psalm 119, and I want to look at verses 9 through 11 this time. It says this, How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping your word. I have sought you with all my heart. Don't let me wander from your commands. I have treasured your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. And some of you, perhaps you've been struggling to maintain your purity. How do you do that? How do you remain pure and honor God? By keeping God's word. The psalmist says that he treasured God's word in his heart. You can't treasure God's word in your heart if you're not reading it. You can't treasure God's word in your heart if you're not taking time to learn the word of God. You can't treasure God's word in your heart if you're not putting it into action and put into action what you're reading. If you don't apply the word of God to your life. You know, some of you have been, some of you have read God's word, but you have yet to allow God's word to challenge and to change you. So what's it going to be? Guys, I'm so excited for the next few weeks as we really dig deep to learn more about the Bible. And I'm excited for Swerview and all that we're going to learn together. But what brings me the most excitement is to see when the Word of God begins to transform lives. It can and it will because it is living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword. It contains the words of life. It's the very words of God. So are you guys excited to go on this journey in the next few weeks? I know I am. Uh, let's commit to be a source of encouragement for one another as we dig into God's word. And send a text message uh, to somebody and share, you know, kind of what you're reading and what you're learning. Let it work its way into your conversations. Uh, maybe even after church, you guys grab a cup of coffee. You know, it's, it's, it's really, what we want to do is really uh, help each other grow and lead each other to really love God's word. All right, pray with me. 
Lord, I pray that you would help us, God, to truly love your word because it is your words communicated to us. God, would you open our understanding as we learn your word? Uh, God, help us understand and comprehend what we're reading and help us by your spirit to live your word, to let our light shine before all men uh, so that we can point to the greatness of God. Amen. Guys, I truly pray and hope that you were challenged and encouraged by today's message. I want to take a second to invite you to join us in person. We're gathering this Sunday at 11 a.m. at the Swerve Hub, 239 Stanhope Street, right here in Bushwick, Brooklyn. And come on over, join us, come to the Swerve Hub. Let's worship together. Let's get together. Let's worship God together. Let's learn and grow together. Let's fellowship together. Why don't you come on out and join us in person this Sunday?